Welcome one, welcome all to episode 185 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, July 8th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insimid Ghost, joined not by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan, but honored to be joined by the host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mr. Badbit. And in this episode, we have a quieter news week than we expected in the absence of ABK news. However, a new Xbox showcase, Game Pass updates, and a flurry of listener questions are going to keep us going. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Joe, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I was I was Luke's last pick to be here. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I asked a lot of people. A lot. The, the list was long, and um, somehow it finally got back down to me. Yeah. But you know what? I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to talk to you about games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know what? Because we have some personas on the social media, and I'm just here to say, you know, Luke's my good buddy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and my girlfriend and his mom were just just happy, you know. It's, it's it, I, I continuously get a kick out of people that don't, aren't in on the joke. Yeah, <laughs> they jump in and they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> you don't talk to him that way." Exactly. <laughs> it's like you guys are so nice, but like to each other, I don't even know. <laughs> are you guys even friends? Eh. Friends, debatable, yeah, loosely. Yeah, debatable. But I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk. Maybe some ABK news. I don't even know. Yeah, we got it was a it, no ABK this week. Oh, good. Uh, because the decision didn't come down, which yeah. we were expecting it to come down. Like yeah. we were all kind of wait, waiting in bait on Friday, just like, huh, huh, huh. Mm-hmm. No news. So uh, mm-hmm. that is kind of nice, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Like to get a little yeah. break, nice little break. I'm cool with that. Does it make you a little nervous though? Uh, it does not make me nervous. I'm not nervous. I, I, I've said this before and I will make it clear. I have no stake in this other than being an Xbox content creator. Same. And that is the capacity I would talk and talk about it. Um, I want toys for Bob free so they can make some good platformers. Fair. But like, does Luke lore live and die by this? No. Do I think Xbox lives and dies by this? No. Do mm-hmm. I think I need to battle about the billion dollar companies? No, no, I'll cover it. However, it comes out, I'll be happy if Xbox gets a boost because it's the platform I cover and it's of choice. Uh, if they don't, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty much the same. But I would say I would like to see, you know, because like, yeah, $2 billion plus companies fighting is, it is boring. And like the stakes aren't there. But, you know, if we could get a you know, Phil Spencer v. Jim Ryan in the ring. Mm-hmm. like elon and and uh and the other guys doing the old zuck mm-hmm. the old zuck i want to yep. see it i want to see how dirty of a fighter jim ryan is you know i feel like he'd fight dirty oh yeah he has concrete in those gloves yeah he'd fight dirty he'd yeah. fight dirty well look uh we like to start the show with words of kindness and i invite you to offer your words of kindness to whomever has made your gaming week better mm-hmm mm. So it can't be myself, right? I gotta be. I gotta appear. It's gotta be somebody else. Yes. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, can I just say, you know what? I woke up to that was really nice. 
Captain Logan, he's out there in the UK sailing the seas mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves get together over there. Yep. He he recorded a live show in front of a live studio audience. <gasps> I didn't see that yet. Yeah. I, ju- there was, I mean, there was, was a big morning? crowd. Yeah. Okay. okay. So honestly, that's making that made my morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Will you kick me that link? Uh, oh, absolutely. Because I would love to watch that. I'm yeah. I'm so happy for Logan because let's be honest, he make he works so hard at Keelhauled. He oh, puts yeah. trophy room and XCP to shame. Like he yeah. just, he's just built this incredible thing. Um, and I'm honored. Well, that maybe he, XCP, but yeah. Eh, yeah. Uh, I'm honored that he <laughs> joins me to talk about other things apart from Sea of Thieves, but like he's built something great. And that community is amazing. That oh, yeah. Just amazing. Stellar. So, hey, we got to play Sea of Thieves soon, the Monkey Island. Deal. Right? Is yeah. it, did it just come out or is it coming out? This month. This month. Okay. All right. Soon. Good. I'm excited. I'll do it. I am too. We love, we love Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So. Not enough. 900 hours isn't enough, by the way. No, it's not. 900 <laughs> hours is not enough. We're to... not actual fans. <laughs> no. It uh, might, I have to be up there too, right? At, around 900 yeah. hours, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're up there. You're up there. Um, I would like to offer words of kindness to Mr. Rick Davis. Uh, Rick reached out to me. He's a patron and, and a friend on Twitter. Uh, but I gave quotes to an outlet that was writing an article about a game that's Xbox-centric. And the way they pitched it to me was not how they built it in headlines. Oh, really? So I was really pissed, uh, really disappointed with the outlet, with that journalist, uh, and how the quotes were used, w- was used to weaponize people against the game, against Cuck. I was just sure. like, that's, that's not what we gave you quotes for. Yeah. Um, and so I was a little bummed about that. However, uh, Rick and several others reached out and they were like, hey, don't worry about it. It's okay. That's cool. Yeah. If so. it makes you feel better, I also was in a Kotaku article that they, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what are you it's doing? not all it's chalked up to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? You pitched it one way and wrote it the yeah, other. It's like, stupid. Don't give him a click. So. All right. So, Rick Davis, you're amazing. We appreciate you. Uh, some housekeeping here before we get into the week's news. Uh, XEP has crossed some milestones. We crossed 1,000 subscribers over on youtube.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Pretty darn cool, given that we started video uh, versions of the show this year. That's when mm-hmm. we started like filming and doing so- and doing stuff like there. So that's really exciting. Uh, we've well over 80K downloads uh, on Podbean, which is pretty darn amazing, which is dope. One patron from uh, 30 on Patreon were 109 gaming interviews. Uh, nice. This t- to date, which is pretty darn cool. Um, and we just interviewed the founder of Hive Social, which is a Twitter competitor. All the more cool because, like, I spoke to Raluca, who is the founder of Hive, on the day that Threads went live, which was oh, really, wow. really cool to like hear the insight and what's going on. Um, so that was those were those were some cool little like housekeeping notes that I hope people check out, celebrate, uh, enjoy, support where you can. Um, and you can find me on all of those platforms at Insipid Ghost. Um, and Joe, you joined Threads as well, yeah. yes? Yeah, and I'm a little upset, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, um, you can find me everywhere at Mister Badbit, right? Except- but except on Instagram, because some literal it's a weird like it's a weird account. Um, has Mister Badbit. So on threads, I'm Mr. Underscore Bad Bit. I so wish it was me that had that handle. I, I, is it you? No, it's not. But I <laughs> wish it was because <laughs> I would charge you. I'd be like, you better up that Patreon, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, goddamn. Can I also say, though, congratulations on the thousand on YouTube? Oh, thank you. 
you don't do any of the clickbait. You're literally one of the best Xbox shows. And oftentimes when we talk to one another, one another, you're like, yeah, you know, we're so small, blah, 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 blah. But like the growth, like how many people would kill for that one K right. And that's just on the video feed, right? Mm -hmm. We're not even talking where the main, you know, show is, which is like Apple podcast, Spotify rate XEP five stars there. You don't get to win anything, but you know, the acknowledgement that you did something good. Yeah. that is such an achievement and in the, in the time that you did it. So please give yourself a pat on the back. Everybody shout out Luke. All right. That's the only kind thing I'll say about him. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate the entire show. No, my gosh. Um, I am curious to watch how the social spaces change uh, with Twitter really taking some hits, Uh, deserved hits, mind you. Yeah. Um, But I've often felt that gaming and social media are synonymous now. Like we literally have share buttons built into the controllers of all three major platforms. So to watch threads enter, get 70 million downloads in two days. I'm curious how Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo make use of this space uh, because they're also working with blue sky. They're working with Mastodon. They're working with what's there's one that shrill, shrill, shrill. I have no idea. Spill. It's, it's a, oh, yeah. Spill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spill? yeah. Okay. So I'm curious to watch kind of like how that transitions the gaming space in any way. Yeah. And, and the conversations that we're going to be having, because I feel like, you know, over the last nine months, I think the conversation, well, even just like more than that, like the last few years, right, listeners, I think you could agree here. Social media has been such a negative space for almost anything. Like any fandom, whether it's comic books, whether it's movies, whether it's games, but games specifically, since we're we're in it, you know, the conversation, I feel like as more people have left in the last few months, has just been increasingly toxic and negative and divisive. And you're kind of seeing the worst characters pop up um, to fill the shoes on for what has been good people leaving out of fatigue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm curious how the conversation around video games changes as the landscape of social media changes. Right. You know, because I'm already seeing like places like Hive. Oh, my God. They're, they're like their communities are so positive. You know, yeah. like the threads, like it's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, threads, too. There's just needs to be some more features there to make it truly competitive in a big way. But like, you know. To me, I think that's the interesting thing, how this is going to change the way we talk and cover about games. I agree. It's the biggest race car in the world just passed by. Wow. Forza Motorsport yeah. in your home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. It's, it sucks living next to a highway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So a, a space to watch. A space to watch. Wherever you listener, wherever your social space is, it's changing. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. Like the, the format, the way we interact is going to change. And um, it's fun to watch the brands react as well. Yeah. You know, so that's something too. Wendy's already out there grilling folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they took no time. <laughs> well, it started off with mid Donald's. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Here we, Here go, we go again. Here we go. All right. Uh, so I want to point some listeners to some cool news that came out this week. This is an ID at Xbox showcase uh, that is taking place on July 11th. That's this Tuesday uh, at 10 a.m. 
Pacific or 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this showcase, I believe, is being done in conjunction with IGN. There's a little bit of confusion about who's running it per se, um, but we've seen ID at Xbox link up with Twitch before. It sounds like IGN is this partner. Um, this showcase is going to run probably an hour or two, but then like the bigger showcase, like the bigger element of it is going to be running from July 11th through 17th. And there are going to be 40 game demos available to download on your Xbox. I love that. I think that's great. Uh, Outlets that are interested in indie. I think about the indie gamer, six, one indie, a bunch of, uh, you know, XCP fam, uh, always like checking stuff like this out. Some ones of note lies of P which will be in game pass later this year. That's coming to going to have a demo interested to see kind of where that lands sea of stars is often requested shout out to Thierry boulanger who's been on the show twice um the people are really excited for sea of stars that's in the messenger universe yeah w- wandering village and word worldless were also on those lists i think it's cool when we have these showcases my fear joe is that yeah. the ftc decision drops on the same day and this is just like because like <laughs> ign's gonna have to focus on the ftc decision right like Everyone yeah. has focus on it. So I, I hope that doesn't happen to these amazing indie devs. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, I think that's absolutely what's going to happen. And that's, it's, a, it's a huge bummer. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, there was some news around the time the FTC, you know, things were happening. And just it felt like everything was just the oxygen out of the room. Let's talk about this mm-hmm. one thing at nauseum. Uh, that's why I'm hoping we get to hear it on, on you know, on Monday as the show drops. Um, so that we can finally be done with it and then we can focus on on these games because it, it's given me vibes this whole event is kind of giving me vibes of you know uh was it uh the arcade days of summer or whatever or, yeah 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 uh so like summer that's arcade. summer of arcade yeah, summer of arcade there you go and so like to me the thing that excites me is the revival of demos dude like yeah i feel like what we lost with live events i i feel like we're gaining with being able to actually access these games you know usually teams have to work for you know eight to six months on a vertical slice to be shown at one of these events and instead maybe they could use that time to showcase a demo to showcase their game and to get you excited for it like lies of p i've been playing that demo uh and it's gotten me way more excited about that game it's a day one purchase same with sea of stars like that's a day one purpose uh day one purchase because you know of the demo. So all of this is really exciting to me as a as a PlayStation fan. I'm just yeah, I'm worried that FTC is going to overshadow this. Anecdotal question for you then. You're going to have access to Lies of P, Sea of Stars mm-hmm. in Game Pass. Are you still buying it for PlayStation? Um probably. Lies of P, yes. I so for me, I can't play a Souls game on an Xbox controller. It's too to good. Me, the controller is too good. Well, it, it makes more sense. The offset sticks are just too accurate. I get it. Anyway. No, I mean, the opposite goes for everything you just said. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, there's just something like usually I could put any controller in my hand and it's just, it's fine. I, mm-hmm. you know, that's my hill that I die on. It's like, or are we, are we showing Starfield controllers? Yeah. yeah it's my just, Starfield. Just show my, look how fancy we yeah. are. It's just they're all they're both in, in in arm's reach is what I'm trying to get because I'm a gamer I'm I'm here to play the games I'm here to relate to you youth, um, but like when it comes to a Souls game there's just something that is inherently PlayStation about it that I have to mm. there's something about the circle dodge that I can't move away from. Can so I, tell you? Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, 
I played Elden Ring 180 hours. Love it. I did all that on Xbox. But if I think Souls, I also think PlayStation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And for Sea of Stars, because it's an indie thing, I'm thinking I'll be playing it mostly on the go. Mm -hmm. I'm either debating using my Switch or using my my Steam Deck because there's no way I'm going to platinum that game. So it kind of takes that stress out of it. So actually, probably for both these games, neither, just because of the way and how I'll be playing them and interacting with them. I'm trying to figure out if... if if Sea of Stars is Game Pass day one, that might mean yes. you have it on Game Pass for PC. Ooh, and so then you theoretically. Can just play that. Yeah, in, the- in theory. Because in the console space, we don't talk a lot about PC. Yeah. And Game Pass for PC is skyrocketing. We got news as we, thanks to ABK, gave, giving us real information with the trial. We saw like the numbers for Call of Duty and like 7 million people play Call of Duty on Xbox. It's like, oh, wow. And then you see PlayStation's like 14 or 15 or something higher than yeah. that. And then PC dwarfs both of them. Yeah. You know I mean? And like we forget about that market, I think. Because um, like if and you all of them are big, but like yeah. scale is important. Scope is important. Yeah. We always kind of think about like, oh, Xbox, PlayStation, only two things that live in this game space mm-hmm. when like the and, and we're the lo- the vocal minority where when you just just zoom out a little bit P- mm-hmm. pc dwarfs us and then when you zoom out just a little bit more mobile just dwarfs the entire thing <laughs> yeah it's, so yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's and it is day one on pc and uh, so maybe maybe i'll be playing on game maybe, yeah if you're steam decking it you know yeah. that's an option it's an option that again i point you towards because if you can save some money and play some games where sure. you want to play rock on yeah uh, so it goes so it goes. But I asked that anecdotal question because we hear, we see the questions of, you know, like Jim Ryan coming out saying like game publishers don't like Game Pass. We've seen articles about uh, Game Pass cannibalizing sales, which to an extent could happen. But then I point you to our, the next topic on our, our news cycle. GTA 5 is returning to Game Pass for the third time. Yeah. And Derek Strickland wrote the article that I'm citing here. And Derek Strickland, by the way, is the same journalist that's been doing incredible work incredible. covering the FTC trial. You guys should be t- following him at Tweak. Uh, I, his handle escapes me, but he writes for Tweak Town. I think it's Deke Tweak. Deke Tweak makes sense. Yeah. That that sounds right. Two E's. Um, but but an awesome awesome journalist, and he he was writing about how Jim Ryan does say that Game Pass is self destructive, and yet we see a title like Grand Theft Auto V cycling itself between Game Pass and PlayStation Plus to boost its uh, awareness whenever it does like a major update. And that has extended the life cycle of this major AAA game. Uh, It's pretty darn cool, all things considered, to see that that's happening. One of the cool quotes in here, it says, uh, and this is from Derek's article, Research and analysis shows that Grand Theft Auto franchise revenues have actually increased on a quarter-by-quarter basis shortly after the game was added into subscription services like PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's neat. And so when we talk about like Game Pass helping or hurting, every publisher and developer I've spoken to by way of interviews uh, – has been high on Game Pass. They appreciate it. They want to be in there. They try. They can't get in there. But of course, there's a you know I, a finite amount that I've talked to. But then you see this major, like the most successful AAA, 
I mean, shoot, even FIFA is in Game Pass by way of EA Play. Wait, you got the FIFAs? The FIFA? Um, so I, I could do the voice. You can't. So <laughs> why is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a power dynamic. I've been told. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is interesting. I when Jim Ryan talks, we gotta understand something. <laughs> First off, like they're both trying to like sell you on why one side is bad and the other. Like I think both arguments, to be honest, are like almost equally pathetic if not equally. So when I hear Jim Ryan go, yeah, every single publisher I've talked to, I don't think he's he's like talking to Focus Home Interactive. I think he's talking to EA, 2K, and Activision. And even like Bobby Kotick going like, no, I would never put Call of Duty on a subscription service day one. Mm-hmm. I think when he means everyone, I think he means the major players. I think he know like he he is speaking about the EAs that will put out a Madden and it sell, you know, millions of units on the first week. Right. And they don't see the importance of Game Pass as a day one option for them, because why? If I can sell this at 70 bucks and millions of people are going to jump on it, why would I put it Mm -hmm. on a service? Right. Right? Um, So, you know, in that aspect, I understood where Jim's coming from. Like he's not talking about the the indie developers like a devolver. He's talking about the bigger of the big. That said, though, you're seeing these publishers use Game Pass as a vehicle so like you know capcom with exoprimal uh is a great example i don't know if capcom has all the faith in the world that that game's gonna do stellar right. so why not just off chance some of that risk uh or offload some of that risk onto game pass and pay for your development pay for some of your marketing um uh, and have have a safer bet same with square enix with outriders right mm-hmm. um so i think you're seeing these developers and and major publishers use it more like a tool because yeah that is super interesting grand theft auto goes on a subscribe a a streaming service of any kind and it it jumps in value and people go out there and seemingly purchase it as well Mm -hmm. as they're playing it because as the game cycles out they get a discount for purchasing it which is the the sneaky smart you know like way of keeping the customer makes good sense makes really good sense yeah now, now playstation has had cod in their services before like if I, yes. I remember that like distinctly yeah i mean cold war right now as of recording is in uh playstation plus as the game of the month yeah so, which is so it's strange to me to hear Kodak during the trial say oh we'd never do that it's like you're doing that right uh, now. like yeah they, they do it but again i think i think when he's saying i'll never do it, i think it's it's day one Mm, that's because ah, i mean point. like honestly as like in a like through the business end why would you why would you yeah it, again selling. it makes millions it's and and for us as consumers i know some of you might like perk your heads up i'm not saying like don't ever put it on game pass because it would be awesome for us but as a business standpoint as you know the bean counters in the room yeah why would you this thing's gonna sell millions anyway does this have any signs of slowing down anytime soon why do it do you remember the part in the ABK trial where the they were talking about what were they t- they were saying, you know, oh the fear is that if Call of Duty goes gay one into Game Pass, people won't buy PlayStation or, or interested in PlayStation Plus. And the judge goes, well, couldn't you put the Thor game in there? <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and, and I mean, as a good as as good of a point that is, it's like, yeah, but like that Thor game cost 200 plus million dollars mm-hmm. to make for us on one single platform 
mm-hmm. right? It's not going to make a billion dollars in a weekend like Call of Duty is, right? But if the and that's if the lawyers were inept at what they were, or, or you know, actually knew what they were doing. doing. Yeah. yeah, they are inept. Yeah, yeah, and they are inept. But I liked her question because, like, it's so. Like it's it's so your mom asking the question like when you're trying to pitch her on like what you want and why she has to buy you the new toy or whatever mm-hmm. she's like well why can't we just do this um, shut up <laughs> because it's not as easy and I'm gonna tell like it's like <laughs> yeah. when it's like when you were a kid and you saw that sixty minutes like piece yeah. of like why violent video games are bad and you're like you're you're trying to like <laughs> you're standing on the podium trying to like to to just like the block the tv you go yep. no, no no what they're saying <laughs> but you had to do this Andy with diablo. Rooney is wrong <laughs> you had to do this with diablo i had to do it with doom yeah um, we were like you're fighting the demons you're killing the bad guys you're stopping the the, the hell from taking over don't you want us to save save the world <laughs> it's actually extremely christian if christ had a shotgun he'd be doing the same thing <laughs> Everybody on Truth Social perks up. He's right. He's right. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Uh, speaking of Game Pass from earlier, yes. uh, prices are now up. That price hike that was uh, impending has now occurred. It has happened. We have gone and whew, hold on to your hats for this one. Oh, Game God. Pass is now from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine, or Ultimate from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. Uh, in the majority of markets, it's a dollar increase and Uh-oh. it makes good sense. I feel given the value proposition, um, the market is different than when Game Pass launched and Xbox has held out for a long time on price hikes. PlayStation did it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Xbox held off. By the way, Xbox should have held off. They needed to be the cheaper option. They had no exclusives. They had no like day one, like eh, you really need uh first party stuff and now they've got one coming it makes good sense to do it um that doesn't mean i'm not like or that doesn't mean i'm in favor of it i'm bummed because i don't like paying more money sure but i still think the value is there i'm okay with ultimate being 16.99 a month um i buy it in year increments so i don't have to worry about it i get it when it's on sale yeah um i know they brought back the game pass for a dollar if you're new okay but you know the, the the big thing is now that they've got something happening with game pass they've got on the horizon, Starfield, Hellblade, Forza Motorsport. It's like, okay, cool. Um, if they'd done this mess before Redfall, I would have been a little upset. Yeah. You know, given given the, the way Redfall landed, right? Yeah. My enjoyment of it aside, it's yeah. not what was promised. Well, that's not what Kotaku said. So for me, <laughs> um, no, I, I I'm not bummed. I always get, and it's kind of just like the whole deal in general. My my thing isn't out of like I want this deal not to go through because boo microsoft it's like i'm just nervous anytime we consolidate i get nervous sure it's a huge risk right Mm -hmm. for a multi trillion dollar company to to acquire a multi-billion dollar company it always scares me there's a lot of risk there especially for a service that is still growing right uh so when i when i hear the these like this news i'm like our part of me is like okay are we in the the early netflix stage where it's like mm-hmm. hey guys a dollar more and then right. like two years from now another dollar yep. and then three years from now it's like and then like by the time you, you you notice it it's like 25 bucks a month like that that makes me nervous sure. you know the, the future of subscription service in general does make me a little nervous just because like look at what's happening now you got like disney plus like removing a bunch of content and no you know, way to get that content 
Exactly. That's a bummer. That's yeah. not okay, I don't think. No. So every time I see this, I'm like, okay. Ooh, all right, a little nervous. Where mm-hmm. where where are we on the timeline of Netflix? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of like where I'm at. But listen, it's only a buck more. Um or, or buck and change more. And it's been this way for a very long time. You could blame it on inflation as well. Um and so yeah, it's 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 fine. It's a stronger service than than what it was also a few years back. So that's maybe something I need to take in perspective as well. I think it's something like 400 games are in there now, Oof. which is wild when you think yeah. about it. Um, added, they had a good, they're having a good month rather for Game Pass right now. McPixel 3, Common Hood, Insurgency Sandstorm, Tectonica, The Cave, all going in there as well as what I'm excited for, Exoprimal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for Exoprimal. That game's going to be fun. We're going to play oh, it yeah. for a couple weeks and then we're going to move on to Immortals. And then after Immortals, then we're going to be into the, the silly season. Uh, for sure, but I'm excited for this month's Game Pass. There's also perks. The perks for Game Pass are going are pretty darn good. By the way, oh, Joe, okay. uh, some good Sea of Thieves perks in there. Go redeem those Ooh, all uh, right. before the before the end of the month. Uh, if you like Hi-Fi Rush, they've got new outfits in there. I like Game Pass perks. I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Like, here's a little cosmetic boost. Yeah. Um, I know there's a the Women's World Cup is now into FIFA 23. Sniper Elite and Wo Long are both in Game Pass, and they're getting DLC as well. It's another way of monetizing uh, there. One one thing I noticed Mark Zuckerberg said on Threads was like they have a timeline for monetization. They need a billion users, then they'll start trying to monetize. Which what a metric! What a yeah. metric! Like, okay, uh, interesting. Because like, of <laughs> course, th- Threads is not your friend. Mm-mm. Twitter is not your friend nope. now, nor ever. Um, doesn't matter who's in charge. So, like, monetization makes sense. That doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's always, I think, I mean, we're going to talk about a, a question. I'll save it for a question later. But I think that's why a lot of folks dig our jive is, like, I don't, like, PlayStation isn't my fan, friend. I cover PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Jim Ryan is not fighting for me. Like, yeah, Phil Spencer holds a controller and, and he actually plays a game. Does not mean he is, he, he has me in mind. Right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, super cool news. I thought Street Fighter Six hit two million uh, in sales. I love that because I think Street Fighter Six is fantastic. Um, I have tried to play online. I'm too old and I get wrecked. I played with Elu from Season Gaming. Yeah, Joe. I was once really good. I didn't even get up like I was playing with my new fight stick and I just got trounced. Really? I mean, like, it was painful. But I still love this game. They've got their new fighter, Rashid, coming out uh, in a few days, uh, which is really exciting. I think it's uh, 24th, rather, 24th of July. But, like, Street Fighter Six is really good. I love that Capcom is consistently seeing success because of their hard work. They've not had a game that they've worked hard on that's flopped, which is cool. Um, Like I said, I'm excited for Exo Primal. I think it's neat to see this kind of happening. Mortal Kombat 1 deservedly is getting a lot of attention. Mortal Kombat 1 felt great in the stress test. I played that. Dude, it looks great. The latest gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. With the smoke and Ooh. rain. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Smoke uh, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. So. That's cool. That's cool. For, uh, for fans that don't know, that's Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in yeah. a bunch of stuff. He's in a bunch of stuff. Great he's voice cool actor. Dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful dude. Maybe one day. What you you want to meet him? You want to have him on? Oh, what that that's a dream. I think him and Christopher Judge would be the dream guests for the trophy room. I let me. I have a connection to Yuri. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, 
Yeah. Are you writing it down? I'm writing it down. Are you even going to put this in the show? Yes. Oh, I don't look at that. like that. <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much work. But I have a connection to Yuri Love. Okay. I'll see if I can. I'll see what I can do. See if you um, can whip it up. Yeah, no promises. No promises. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, bottom line, Street Fighter, I'm excited for that. The franchise is now over 50 million uh, in sales, which is cool. It's outpacing Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter nice. Six I like that for a lot of reasons. Street Fighter Five, and this is not a fanboy console war thing. It is dumb to take a fighting game exclusive, I think, uh, because the audience, the fighting game community is what makes a fighting game. Yeah. And when you make it hard for people to connect, we have a problem there, I think. Yeah. And the um, fighting game community is already so niche as it is. Correct. Powerful, yeah. but powerful but niche. Yeah. But and niche. I, can I say the coolest thing about this is also seeing Ed Boon uh, championing and cheering on uh, Street Fighter Six. Yes. As well. Like, yeah. I love that community so much in terms of the, the creators that are creating them have an admiration and a respect for one another mm -hmm. that they're so loud about. Yeah. Uh, and I, I absolutely love that. We need, we need more of that in this industry. That's I agree. And I, I love that mentality because the reality is back in the day and for you young kids, if you wanted to play video games, you had to go to a place where you had quarters. Quarters were physical money. That's right. Uh, and you would drop that physical money into a box. Not a Dave and Buster's. Not you a didn't Dave. have a cool like card. You get to mm -mm. the half time. Half the time worked. You had you went to Street Fighter cabinet and Mortal Kombat cabinet. They were always both busy. Yeah, you know, and they help each other. Like it, it you need that. Like you need yeah. one and the other, and the the competition is important. Um, I, Ed B, Ed Boone is one of my people that I want to have on. Okay, Ed Boone, I have a connection as well. <laughs> Ed Boone and. Uh, Cliff Blazinski are the two that like I'll ask openly on Twitter. Be like, hey, <laughs> like, I don't have standards anymore. Please <laughs> come yeah. on my show. <laughs> if you have if you ever get Cliff on the show, I also just need to be there. That's fair. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I won't ask a single question. I'll just be <gasps> Cliff. Hi, you made one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> we have an interview later this month or early next month, we think. Uh, and <laughs> Logan said the exact thing. He's like, yeah, I just I just want to be there for that. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, he's like, I just want to be in the room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Don't mind him. <laughs> Hi, you just make Gears of War. <laughs> uh, let's see. Diablo season one is arriving on July 20th. You and I played a ton of Diablo. You won't even let me play with you anymore because you're too high up. I'm the level 81, by the way, which is very high. Yeah. Joe is in the 90s and won't let me, won't carry me 92. through his dungeons for the XP, for the XP, which is really frustrating. Yeah. Um, because I just well, need a little. Because I, I have to do so much more DPS. You don't understand. I'm fighting. I'm now fighting guys that are level like 98, 99, 100. Yeah, but I'll stand in the back and just like you know. But now they're going to have like double the health because you're there, and it's I'm going to die a lot. Well, yeah, but look, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Diablo's first season. I'm learning about Diablo. This is a game that I was never planning to be into. I am into it. I, I changed and altered how Incinerate works for my Sorcerer, and now I'm like, oh, now I'm doing even more damage. I'm like, let's go. I'm getting Paragon points, and it's it's the end game is cool, but I do tire of it. Like it mm -hmm. does, the grind is tough if you're not with a crew. Yeah, and our crew is now split between levels, and that's frustrating. Yeah, so. well, hopefully with seasons. So with, with seasons, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait until like so I'm gonna make a barb, and we'll level together. Okay, I'm and gonna do so a necro. like 
Okay, so like, so that will be the character I level with you guys, and then I'll still have my sorcerer uh, and the barb that I will be making for my uh, hardcore run. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna plot yeah. that game. End of the I'm month. Impressed. I'm impressed. See, I don't think you can pull off a hardcore run on tier four. That's what I don't think. Is no, 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 no. Yeah, that's not the goal. That's not the goal. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, either way, that season is called Malignant. Uh, a lot of things being added and changed to the game ahead of that, which is is cool for sure. Now, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. when I tweeted out that you and I would be working together here, by the way, all these amazing people could hear us on Cast Co-op, which we do with our friend Ainsley Bowden. Um, he's bald. Bi-weekly show. Bi-weekly show. Gaming. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we still got a ton of questions about uh, for the two of us here, um, okay. and they're good. They're oh, yeah? Yeah, they're fun. Okay. Right. Uh, we're going to start Let first with uh, the Lord Sir Master James Suddy. He's a patron of the show. You may know him. That's right. uh, he wants to know what new IP is coming out that you're looking forward to playing with e- with each other. Never mind all this remake and remaster crap. What new IP? new IP? So the new IP part is difficult, right? I mean, I would say Exo Primal is something we're going to definitely play together. I agree. I don't know if that's what he means, but Exoprimal is the one. Like that's yeah. my, I'm that's our next multiplayer game, mm-hmm. for sure. We're gonna for go sure. in. We're gonna have a blast killing some dinosaurs, laughing at the audacity of portals dropping Velociraptors that are all cohesively deciding to fight us instead of yeah. each other. Um, so that's a fun one. That's a fun one. But like down the line, like I don't know if if the new Xbox IPs are single or multiplayer. Like Fable, not Fable, that's not a new IP, but like Clockwork yeah. Revolution, South by Midnight. Yeah. I no, I mean, even like, like I'm excited for Starfield. I bought the controller. I gotta be, uh, but like, we won't be playing that together, unfortunately. Right. right. You know? So I guess Exoprimal is our answer. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, thank you, Sadie, for writing in. Uh, this one comes from Todd Oxtra, also a patron of the show. Uh, he says, oh, uh, you, Mr. Badbit and Insipid Ghost, each of you have to trade one PlayStation Studio for one Xbox Studio. But the twist is that those studios have to make a remake of Brute Force and The Order 1886. Um, Joe, I'll tell you right now, I like The Order 1886 as a I, fun game. Yeah, and I love Brute Force. I never played Brute Force. Dude, it was great. It was the we have Mass Effect at home type of game. That's what brute. Force, I thought it was a side scroller beat him up. No, 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 no. The the way my memory serves, that was a uh, that was a third person action game that I unironically love so much. It had like a reptile man in the front of the cover, right? Let me yep. type this up. Yeah, brute force. Um, oh, it is a Mass Effect at home. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But it's, it's awesome. pre Mass Effect. It's pre Mass Effect. It is pre Mass Effect. But like you know, for for the audience at home, they'll understand it. Yeah, reptile man in the front. Redhead chick with two guns. So this, you know, okay, uh, so this gameplay looks Mando. cool. This yeah. looks like my kind of game. It is. It looks I'm like a Star you. Wars without Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Um. So who Ooh. would I have take What's... Brute Force, a PlayStation Studio, to do a third person thing? You know what? You know who I'd have on here? Who's that? I'd have Ben Studio on this. Ben Studio would do it. Yeah. Now, what has Ben made for any Xbox listener that doesn't know? Uh, so they made the Siphon Filter games, literally all of them from PS1 to PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, they made uh, the Vita, uh, uh, what is it? 
uh, Killzone games and mm-hmm. Resistant games. That beat um, a Killzone game, Killzone Mercenary. Yeah. Perfection. Great. And then they made Days Gone. And mm-hmm. that is such a, I think it's become like a cult hit amongst yeah. PlayStation fans. At least that's what socials would have me have, have tell me. Um, it was a really great game or, or, or idea on, on paper that I would love to see executed here where it's just like, Hey, here's your team of four dudes with mm-hmm. huge guns mm-hmm. uh, fighting like hordes of aliens. Mm-hmm. Go have fun. And I think Ben could probably deliver on that for sure. And also, you know, add some vehicle combat in there to boot because mm-hmm. that, that motorcycle, say what you want. It rode really well in that game. So yeah, I'd say put Ben on it. That's a good one. I like that choice, especially because I think Ben is getting a bad rap by those that weren't part of that cult hit following uh, for Days Gone and Days Gone. Not a bad game. It's just no. not God of War. And that's the yeah. problem when you're that elite top tier, when you've got Ghost, when you've got Spider-Man, you've got uh, Last of Us, God of War. Everybody expects the same thing there. And that's not reality. That's yeah. not a fair uh, standard to set. So I like your answer a lot. Uh, that'd be cool to see Ben kind of work on that one. Um, I feel like my answer is too easy, but like what studio for an order 1886, mind you, uh, excels in graphical fidelity, pushes the system and handles cover based mechanics and shooting third person shooting. It's the coalition. It's coalition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such an easy answer there because that is what the coalition does. Literally they, they strike team the coalition to go help other games in visuals though i would say just to be something different who also hits because like the order is all about the cinematic filmic you know nature of it right Mm -hmm. it's it it really wants to present itself as a movie um even like down to the to the to the way the game is even shot Mm -hmm. so like it's purposeful so to me i i think no who would do a great job is ninja theory as well mm, and you get answer. to see them shut their su- stuff with range combat that would be interesting to watch i i didn't go there at first because right now with hellblade 2 we all are ready for that game to drop because that's how we saw the series x we're all stoked because uh senua's saga was senua's sacrifice was so good but we didn't really see a lot of combat in that last trailer. And so like, that's why I'm a little hesitant and maybe that's an unfair burden to place on them, but I still have confidence in, in Hellblade, but that last trailer was incredible, but it made me pull back a little bit on yeah. what I think it's going to do. I need combat. I need Fair. combat. So, all right. This one comes from our good friend, Mr. Boomstick XL Xbox content creator. He says, uh, what OG Xbox game that's not Fable or Perfect Dark needs a rebirth? Unironically, Brute Force is a good yeah, I was answer. Say Brute Force is a great <laughs> like, answer. <laughs> that was a good answer, but I'll throw this one at you. Fusion Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Fusion Frenzy is a cult hit in terms of uh, fun party games to play with your friends on Xbox, and I think that is now a, a gap for Microsoft. They have two glaring gaps. And that's that party game and the platformer. Um, and no matter what somebody tells me, Psychonauts 2 is not an Xbox platformer. Ooh. Um, it is I'll a take. great platformer made by a team that is now owned by Xbox, but that was not built for Xbox. It doesn't ooze Xbox in, it, in its core. And Psychonauts belongs to everybody, I, I, I feel. And so, you know, 
those are two gaps for me. But Fusion Frenzy would be a good step towards that party game. I have a, another one, but it's not an OG Xbox okay. game. But I'll let you throw your answer at me. I would say Psychonaut, the next Psychonauts uh, will okay. be an Xbox platformer. I agree right? with that. Yeah. Uh, will feel like an Xbox platformer. Because I understand your argument. It's like that game was so along the pipeline. Exactly. Right. Um, but I'd still argue Psychonauts, that's there. I mean, let's I, boom wrote this this question, so let's give the most boom answer to it. Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie is is that Come an OG on. Xbox game? It's not an OG Xbox game, but I, every single Xbox fan you know wants a Banjo Kazooie on Xbox. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, N sixty four game. I get it. I totally get it. But um, I feel like when, when it comes to the platformer space, yeah, they need. They need banjo, yeah, strictly because we want it. Or blinks the cat, just give us something. Yeah, but I think banjo is the right answer there. Yeah, Um, I not an OG, but an Xbox 360 title that I think needs to make a comeback is one versus 100. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is complicated, but like, let's say one versus 100 was only it was a live service game that you could only play on Friday and Saturday nights. So wild. Yeah. Like you all log in like it, you you have a reason to look forward to and turn on your Xbox to, or to log into Xbox Live or Xbox Network, whatever. Um, but every Friday and Saturday, people would start organizing themselves around Xbox as a brand. Yeah. That'd be a cool thing to do um, and a way to get people interested in the ecosystem that are not. Because suddenly it's like, oh, we're playing one versus 100 tonight. OK. And it's something you connect like to via PC, mobile. Or- yeah. Your Xbox, because like, I know that there was like a game show that would premiere like seven o'clock. You turn your phone on and you get the chance to win. Uh, God knows what. Um, yeah. That was big for a while. So, yeah. Do that. Prizes are like Game Pass for a month or uh, a free copy of Hellblade or, you know, what I mean, like there's a lot of ways that you could use your own internal assets mm-hmm. and still get people in. And that's yeah. that's, that's such a win. Um, oh, OK, Joe. So this question comes from Matt Reed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Matthew. Uh, from our days in Fortnite, Matt is our favorite Fortnite player here. Okay, uh, <laughs> Matt says, uh, "I feel that we are in a gap of solid multiplayer games. Uh-huh. What is coming up that I should look forward to?" Now we play Fortnite with Matt, right. uh, play DMZ with Matt, which is in yeah. Call of Duty. Uh, we have not played Diablo, so like I don't know that there's a gap of solid multiplayer games. Yeah, but Exo Primal is the one we're looking forward to, right? I mean, we're looking forward to Exo Primal, but Matt, if we play, are you going to run away and just do your own goddamn thing? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're such a strange player of multiplayer because we're, we're supposed to play as a team, but you're out here trying to be goddamn John Rambo <laughs> of peace, love, and understanding. Like, you know? So. I, lo- I love Matt, but one of my favorite moments was uh, you and I engaged a team of four. Uh, we had to reboot Suddy at some point. Matt was still alive. And like we engaged a team of fours. It was two before. We took down two of them and yeah. one was on the ropes and whatnot. And then like so my camera flashes to the next person alive, which is Matt. He's up on a hill just looking out. Just looking out. Just watching. And I'm just like, shoot him. <laughs> He's like, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, make, I kid you not, though. Matt makes my day every time I play with him. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is warm fuzzy. Warm yeah. fuzzy. So. Again, he's a real adult. Yeah. Now, we, there is a new COD in November. The judge leaked that by yeah. accident, right? Yep. 
Like that's definitely happening in November as a new COD. And it's the last COD tied to PlayStation marketing, right? Yes. Yeah. Can I tell you, even if the if the deal fails, I bet you PlayStation re-ups that, that contract. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I think people are like, oh, they're done with PlayStation. Nope. No. Nope. They're all about money. <laughs> not not the way I think those those uh, those everything leaked out. It's like it. it show, I mean, Activision really did like wear the pants in that relationship in terms of you know mm-hmm. Microsoft. Like it's like yep. nope. It's now uh, eighty twenty, not seventy thirty, or else we won't make it. So like uh, you know, again, these corporations they are all about counting the beans. They don't mm-hmm. really care about the feelings involved. We care about the feelings involved because that's what makes a good drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, no, Bobby Kodak wouldn't give a shit. He would sign with PlayStation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Jordy Campbell, a writer at Complete Xbox. He asks Joe, uh, hey. how much do you want a new SOCOM? So bad. Out of so- 10, what's the number? 10. Give me a new SOCOM 10, game. Want a new SOCOM? Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be, uh, don't get me wrong, it's going to be. I think as games have aged and how uh, I think politically sensitive we all are, no matter what spectrum you lie on, it would be difficult to write a story for SOCOM. Doesn't make it impossible. Doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't do it. SOCOM's so damn good. And the way I fell in love with SOCOM's not just with the PS2 game, it's with the PSP game, playing that online. Mm-hmm. I loved SOCOM on PSP. It's Thanks. honestly one of my favorite mobile games. So like, we need a, a SOCOM really bad. We need to, we, we gotta, we gotta see who's working on it um, to get me truly excited. That's all I'll say. If, if, and I'll say this to, to Jordy, um, if Activision is scooped up by Microsoft and COD is on a 10 year thing, but PlayStation starts building to compete, compete. SOCOM will be the first try they make. Yeah. That'll be the, that'll be their call of duty competitor some years away. And if hell divers two does or, or, or performs well, I could definitely see, I think what is his name? Valkyrie um, work on a SOCOM next. I'm sure. stoked for hell divers too, man. It looks so much fun. It, it looks it, like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. It's not going to win any awards, but like, it's going to be fun. And that's all that really matters. I'm sad that hell divers is console exclusive because I, I want Xbox gamers to know how much fun the first hell divers is. Yeah. I loved like hours and hours in the first hell divers. Kevin and I would used, used to play that game. Um, but it's hard. It was a hard yeah. game. I mean, friendly fire, like it seems like they still have the spirit. So like friendly fire is still a thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. For sure. Wacky and crazy for sure. Ooh, okay, so this question comes from Rith God. He says, question for yourself, uh, Insipid Ghost, you've done a ton of interviews, but if you could choose any Xbox developer, exec, former employee to get one truthful and frank answer from them, what question uh, would it be and how do I think it could be answered? Uh, selfishly, I have a lot of answers to this, but the person I'd like to talk to most at this point is Sarah Bond. Same. Um, I think Sarah Bond is the most interesting of the options and and then like let me be clear in a perfect world like i would get to to talk to several of these people and that's some that's a goal of xcp is to be worthy of that interview kind of thing but um talking to sarah bond i think i would ask her her practical real thoughts on where she sees her leadership in the next few years like do you see yourself as head of activision if that deal goes through do you see yourself taking phil's job 
And then that's the easy, that's like part one of the answer. Part two is, and then what are you going to change? What's your goal? Like what's your, and if it's a truthful answer, I don't want the corporate, uh, like we want it to be a place for everybody, developers of all types. Yes, you have clearly shown that's your case, but what are you going to do? What's your initiative? What's the step? So. Oh man, I'd ask something way more personal. Like for me, <laughs> for, for Sarah, like in, it, it would be, I remember she tweeted out something of bringing her father on stage. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, so that moment, like, what did it bring you back to? Mm, that's a you good know? question. Yeah. That's a good question. I yeah. like that. You're uh, expecting Rick, a silly answer, but I gave you something serious. Yeah, I, I was expecting a silly answer. Good job, Joe. Thanks, um, man. So this question then comes from uh, Rith God for you. He says, uh, congratulate them on their successful podcast miles. That might have been. Eh. Um, did you hit a milestone? Do we? I don't know. I'm congratulating so. one of us. Woo, go us. Woo. Uh, he says, can you discuss why Mr. Badbit is by far the most popular PlayStation fan for an Xbox-oriented show? Sure. Except for humor, <laughs> looks, charm, and wanting wanting in on that Xbox money. Yeah. Uh, what else does he have? I mean, that's... Um, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're supposed to get checks from Xbox. That's yeah. the thing that people think. Yeah, yeah. There's actually no such thing as a real Xbox fan. We're all. This is all yeah. AI generated. Yeah. You know that, right? This is oh. all. Yeah. If if On we're uh, paid by Xbox, uh, y'all need to up your Patreon tier, uh, Aaron. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm one Phil. from thirty. I'm one from thirty. <laughs> Phil, be the thirtieth. Sarah, uh, what gives? Yeah. Come um, on. Why do you think uh, you're so requested? Uh, because I reply. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most truthful I could get. No, uh, I, I'll reply. I'm respectful. Um, I'm not here to say that Microsoft's the enemy of all things. It goes back to what I was hinting at earlier. Neither of these companies are your friends. Um, it's it should be the developers of each one that you're you're championing. You're an Xbox fan, not because Phil Spencer's there. Um, you're an Xbox fan because of Ninja Theory. You're an Xbox fan because of Gears of War. You're an Xbox fan because of Three Four Three Halo. Like the list goes on. It's why I'm a PlayStation fan, right? Like mm-hmm. I love Naughty Dog. I love Santa Monica. I love Housemark. It's a reason why I'm there. I make no mistake though that these companies are here for your money, and that's the thing that we often lose ourselves in even some of the biggest content creators get lost in the drama the sauce of it all uh when in actuality it's 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 way more boring than you think so i think that's one of the reasons it's like i you know again in arm's reach i got an xbox controller playstation at hand i will play anything anywhere i prefer my playstation but i love games i even hinted at it earlier the controllers don't matter much to me unless it's a soulsborne game mm-hmm uh, so th- I think that's why I'm I'm requested in the Xbox community is number one, I'll reply Two, I'll come at it through respect and uh, I'm not here to be confrontational. Yeah, I like I'm it. also like I just like to hear different perspectives, even if I vehemently disagree on it. I just want to yeah. hear what people are thinking. I found myself I just mute some of the console warrior hosts you did a lot of them uh yeah. when i hear people complain about how like toxic or blah, 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 you're like like constantly on social media they're like this should be such a great platform uh you know it, it, it's just like okay just shut up and mute them like yep, mute it. just just mute them we i don't need a post for you to complain about the people complaining 
mm-hmm. right? Just mute them and move on. I've muted so many people. I've learned to embrace the block button. And now I follow people that I feel like I'm actually get, getting something from Agreed. and a value, you know, and only follow the people that I respect and that I, yeah, feel like I get value for them on the platform. Agreed. I'm very, like, I am very meticulous about that stuff. I do not follow everyone. Agree. I would. Uh, so with you muting muting people has been so useful to to avoiding that that drama because there are a lot of playstation and xbox creators that if i went on their shows i'd be more popular we'd get more hits but it's just constant vitriol it's like i play games for fun bro like (laughs) i'm stoked for helldivers too will i pick up my playstation for that yeah i'm actually planning to uh killzone liberation is now on ps plus i think yep yeah, Extra, I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah, I'm doping. I'm gonna have to up to extra because I love that game. Love that game on my PS. I played it on Vita, but it was a PSP game. You could also buy it for ten bucks. Should so. I get extra? Should I up to extra? Um. Oh, yeah. actually, no. I think it may be a premium game, so just get the ten bucks. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Sure, no problem. Yeah. I'll get some trophies there. That's cool. Um. Before we get to our last question, okay. Uh, I want to point people in case you missed it. Um, we have the XCP wrap up for this month for tier three patrons. We did an AMA Logan plays guitar on air, which Ooh. is incredible. Is he good at it or is he kind of like, yeah, he's kind of good at it. He's kind of good <laughs> um, at it. He's kind of good at it. Uh, it's about our favorite Kevin Bacon movies. Uh, Logan goes into like a five minute, like pitch for a Batman movie okay. <laughs> based on court Lalonde's question. It was fun. Okay. It was fun. Tell um, him to play Wonderwall next time. Or actually some one of the patrons right in, tell him to play Wonderwall. He did green. He did Green Day something, um, which was cool. Yeah. And then, uh, if you missed it, I interviewed the Hive Social founder, the Twitter competitor. I really want people to check that out. She talks about it being a, a haven for gamers and whatnot. Uh, super important. And then last week's interview absolutely died, Joe. Yeah. Uh, that was with Graham Reed, who's making an indie game. He's a solo developer, but he talked a lot about representation in the gaming industry. And I think for that reason, a lot of people didn't. Pick, pick it up and retweet it which sucks that's the opposite of what we want yeah. um so if you missed that guys go back and check those they're real fun yeah. uh, for sure before we read dano's question joe did you have anything that trophy room has done recently you want to point people to i mean listen we we interviewed ben star the lead voice of final fantasy 16 mm-hmm. uh which is super super proud uh even like playing that game i'm like wow we talked to this guy he that's is cool. yeah like that is it's nuts um you can find you know Last week's episode, uh, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Just check out the trophy room. Chances are, if you listen to the show, you probably listen to us anyway. So make sure you rate us five stars. You know, make sure you follow us on the new platforms and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Mr. Dano12, patron of the show, he said, writes in and says, I don't play much multiplayer anymore. I enjoy watching competitive side of games, but do you feel traditional multiplayer games are being shoved to the side? Do you think traditional multiplayer games are made less due to industry or consumers are being made less due to industry or consumers. I'm not hundred percent sure I know what he means there, but I think traditional... are we seeing less of them because of A or B? I th- okay, so that's fair. I think um traditional multiplayer games are not being shoved to the side. I think we saw a push real heavy into multiplayer everything mm-hmm. for a bit. Every game had to have a multiplayer component. And then we saw in the midst of all that that playstation's exclusives were single player narrative driven and popular and so 
the big major players uh, started to course correct. You got Jedi Survivor instead of Battlefront. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Hogwarts instead of the the multiplayer, you know, massive multiplayer Harry Potter game that could have been. Yeah. You, you also saw multiplayer games stumble. Gotham Knights stumbled, right? Uh, Suicide Squad not looking good. You know, rough. So I, I think there's an ebb and flow to the industry. And what you're seeing is just a pendulum swing. Um, and that's really what's happening. Yeah, you're seeing that pendulum swing. And I think what what you're really seeing in the co- terms of like competitive multiplayer space is, is people settling in. Uh, so like, you know, EA has Apex, right? Activision has Call of Duty. Microsoft has Halo. Uh, Epic has Fortnite. You know, Ubisoft has Rainbow Six Siege. They're, these communities are settling into themselves. So like you're see, it's kind of like what you see with fighting games, right? You don't see a lot of new fighters, but you do mm-hmm. see a lot of refined Street Fighters, Mortal Kombat, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I think what you're going to see if you're interested in multiplayer is probably, yeah, PlayStation go and try to make one of those apexes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's sense. their bet. Yeah. There's a lot of multiplayer stuff that dies too. Like ton of Crash, it. Most Crash of it. Team Rumble died. Uh, the alien asymmetrical shooter that we, we played, we liked it. It was yeah. fun, but that didn't have, a, that doesn't have the legs. Uh, some games just could be cool, but they, they cannot compete next to the apexes. The Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So. And sometimes they're just not made to. Because yeah. budget restrictions, so you gotta also take that into consideration. Joe, scroll on down in your notes for me, please. <sighs> okay, is this is this a joke you got for me? No, no joke. Um, okay. Scroll on down. I want you to look at the the rest of the year. Okay, the rest of the year for what yeah. we got. Um, the rest of the year is packed. It is Exo Primal, Immortal, Sea of Stars, Starfield, Mortal Kombat, Cyberpunk, Forza. <sighs> Assassin's Creed, Alan Wake, Sonic Superstar, Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, Avatar. The Call of Duty is in there. We just can't, we don't have a date for it. Yeah. Those are the big, big ones that I know of, and I know there's more. Uh, you got something you're looking forward to most? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. your most anticipated now. Yeah. Spider-Man is my, I mean, he's my superhero, super bias. Uh, Spider-Verse, my favorite movie of all time. Cross the Spider-Verse, my favorite <laughs> sequel of all time. Like, that is my empire. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, it, it's it's Spider-Man, no doubt. It is my favorite superhero game as well, uh, nice. which I know yours is Batman. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be Spider-Man 100%. And then I think in second place, uh, Cyberpunk third would be Starfield. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Super excited for Cyberpunk. I so the so if I had to rank my so oof oof, I think my most anticipated is Alan Wake, then Spider Man, oh, okay, then Phantom Liberty. Yeah, I think you know what I mean. And like, ask me tomorrow. It's like Avatar. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, Phantom but, Liberty, dude. Oh, God. God, gosh, Ains Let's was continue. so wrong when he said that uh, Cyberpunk launched well. Yeah, he's so wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's some revisionist history if I've ever heard of it. Yep, but but he also talks about like the South will rise again and like states rights a lot. So he does say that. He does yeah. say that. Something about loving January sixth. I don't know. That's Ainsley Bowden. It's yeah, season gaming editor in chief. Porsche <laughs> Power on Twitter. Yeah, it's a dumb name. It's, it it's looks really like dumb. Poor name. Shopper, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's it looks like Poor Shopper. He's trying to convince everybody it's Porsche. 
power. <laughs> Tune into the next cast co-op to hear how this plays out. <laughs> he had, he doesn't listen to us. He doesn't listen. Me? He doesn't listen. Uh, uh, if it's not on vinyl, he he won't listen to anything. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, Joseph Moran, host of the Trophy Room of PlayStation podcast. Let people know where they can find you uh, and what to look forward to. Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Mr. Badbit. You can follow me on threads at Mr. Underscore Badbit. Oh, I resent that underscore so much. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter as well as threads. There's no underscore there. Um, and yeah, you can find the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And we stream it live each and every Wednesday night. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I did that with all a single breath. I was like Eminem in Rap God. Remember that, kids? I could be him. Uh, I mean, it was, it was something. Yeah. Eminem's yeah. uh, so good. He's the goat, I, man. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Yep. Jesus. I was in third grade. Third grade. All right. Encore all right. dropped. <laughs> uh, guys, you can find me on all the socials, Instagram, Thread, <laughs> Hive, uh, all of them at Insipid Ghost, and of course support XEP on all your podcast services with ratings, likes, uh, etc. Um, to be able to support on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Xbox Expansion Pass. That's the tip in the tip jar, and it means the absolute world. Uh, and let us know in the comment section, please, if you're watching on YouTube, what your most anticipated game is. I would like to read some responses there. That's it for us. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thank you.